Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 226. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westmouth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. The caravan rolls on. It's another hot, dusty day. You sure charmed a lot of people, like, really well. A bunch of people, the smell of commerce and stories in the air. The caravan does stop each night. This is great to fill in my mouth. And watches are posted, and the caravan like kind of like circles at night, and all the livestock and the people are inside. And you're traveling through land that is very meadowy and things like that, but there are low trees. It's not deep forest like where you're from, but there are scraggly trees and things like that. So there's always the possibility that something will come in. Sad trees. These are trees that are designed for this oh, environment. Oh, fair, fair enough. Not trees that have had their forest ripped apart from them. Loner trees. So it's evening. The caravan is now all settled down for the night. And you two can make a vigilance check. This person is not super stealthy. Are they agile? Three purples. Do I get any benefit from Mate, who has vigilance? Or is it not something he's concerned about? You can work with mate. Okay. So if you want mate's I'll take skill, his ranks. Yeah, yeah. 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 If someone trying to take food, he'll definitely be on it. <laughs> like a Saurian stealing our stuff. <laughs> One failure. It's a threat. Okay. You take a strain. Mate squawks and like flies like straight up out of reach of any normal person. Oh, that startles me. And an axe goes flying past and, like, flunks into the ground by you guys. And you hear a voice say, Yeah, don't like that much, do you? Oh, that's where that hair came from. And you turn around, and you see this, like, jacked, beefy guy. He's a white man with a bald head, and he's got, like, the reddest bushiest beard you have seen on a human. Except for one. That's <laughs> probably you don't even notice. It's got like, you know, like the, the mustache flowing into the beard and like the beard is kind of like all over the place. And he's like delivering his line like up at the sky where the magpie has flown to. Then he like travels forward to where his axe is uh, embedded in the ground. Which is right next to us. Which is near you because mate was near you. Okay. Yeah. As opposed to like... Well, this is my axe now. <laughs> you, you want to try that? You can. Uh, I think Trick will reasonably, although he's pretty sure he knows what happened, <laughs> uh, accost this fellow. Like, what's the big idea? Throw an axe at us. Do, do I recognize this guy from in the caravan anywhere? Given that he is this jacked, we attacked. <laughs> you have not met him personally. Right. You have seen him like at other distances in the caravan. And as far as you know, he's just called The Beard. Is he one of the other mercenaries? Yes. Okay, so he's not like some civilian and be like, you're causing trouble, pal. Or uh, we don't know if we're under attack, so we recognize yeah. him 
Oh, he seems he sounds pretty recognizable. He, he um, the beard. He is in chain and like leather pants. He has a shield which is kind of like strapped on his back right now, and yeah, and his axe is currently in the ground. Okay. So, did you want to make a coercion check or? I'm so crap at coercion. Maybe this is when you learn that. Um, I think the tack trick will take, so I can try to use leadership instead. Oh. Friendly fire, come on. Are we under attack or not? <laughs> okay. Leadership is opposed by discipline, so that's going to be two reds and a purple for you. That's still better than using coercion. I feel like I do get a black die because mate is still up there. Stupid, stupid. Okay. But I'm a half-elf, so it, it's that's so not it doesn't me. apply a leadership? Leadership and charm. Okay, I didn't remember that leadership was the other one because you do leadership so seldom. <laughs> that is completely reasonable. Uh, also, this guy doesn't necessarily know that mate belongs that is to the trick. Failure with one advantage. Okay. So you, you made your comment, friendly fire or whatever, and the guy's like, I wasn't eating for you. In fact, I just saved your scalp from that monstrosity. A devious plan has come into Trick's head. Trick will look up in alarm. He'll put his hand on the man's shoulder, like, stop right there. That is no ordinary bird. That, sir, is a pixie dragon. Then maybe... Pixie dragon! Pixie dragon! Tell me the birds talk like that, friend. You want me to get a deception check? I want to make a burst check. Ooh, what are you doing? <laughs> are you, like, altering him on the friendliness scale? I want to make him, like, literally fear this. It's like, it's an illusion, is what I'm... Wait, are you trying to make me look more scary? Scary enough that he doesn't want to deal with it. Understand, this guy is, looks like he'll deal with anything. I'm just trying to determine, are you trying to induce an emotional state, or are you trying to make Mate look different that you hope has the effect of changing his emotional state? Are you working on him point. directly? That is a good point. Previously, you made a box of rocks look impressive, and that was something you did around the box of rocks. Right. My affecting Mage, I'm affecting him. Yeah. It's sort of the question. Which both things are possible. Yeah. You know, you saw Glimmer essentially like curse Knut to like make him less effective. You know you can I'll get you kicked out of Alduin. <laughs> but it is it is dark. I mean, the illusion I think just narratively makes more sense. Like it's dark. This guy probably didn't get a good look at mate earlier. And two, <laughs> if he sees whatever this is and then mate flies off and later just looks like a normal bird. Okay. So you're casting illusion on mate? Which, yes. that does mean you're going to have to deal with range, because Mate is staying away from the guy. Mate is medium distance from you. The base is short range, so the level. Okay. So I have to do one range upgrade. I will do one upgrade to make his ability to see through it more difficult. Ah, okay. The base of that is two. And I've got Willow Knuckles, as I crap a story you know, my friend. Far deep in the mountains, deeper than the dwarves. You've heard of the drakes. This is a creature even the drakes fear. You see, in the tunnels, no large dragon could possibly survive or move anywhere but the dreaded pixie dragon. One-tenth the size, ten times the danger. What are you doing with your knuckle dusters? He'll use one as though they're glasses that he's looking through. <laughs> like, look for yourself. See its true form. Okay, okay. <laughs> look, looking through holes and things to see what it really is, that's a common magical yep. trope. yep. I don't even know how to help you. <laughs> I don't think you can. No, I think it's kind of roll. I don't it. think hepo would, cause I'm, but I'm still. You're enjoying sure. the story. Yeah, it's in. Oh yeah, it's an interesting story. Uh huh. Yeah. One success and one advantage. Okay. That's not enough to add a black die to his. One advantage is not enough to add a black die. 
Aha, but I have two advantages. Okay. Two advantages. Yep, you may have a lifetime. Uh, he has to make a hard vigilance check. I'll spend a story point to make his life harder. What is his will? You uh, may recall that he has disciplined. When you did, yeah. Do I recall? No, Trick doesn't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> he has discipline, but this is vigilance. Right, but they're both based on Yeah, health. okay. You wanted a grizzled veteran, right? Well, I literally asked for this. <laughs> Turns out he's got cool, too. Son of a gun. All right. So he also realizes I'm trying to trick him. He succeeds. He sees through your crafty little trick there. He has a triumph, and he has a threat. You had, like, companionly put your hand on his shoulder. You had, like, shown him this thing to look through. He now steps away from you. Like, you were kind of side by side, and he now steps away and changes his facing towards you. Yep. It's that time of the night when Trick gets punched. Does that mean I have to go do dishes? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> his hand kind of, like, flexes on the, the hilt of another axe that is, like, on his belt. A throwing axe is what right. went... But he has, like, a, a larger, like, actual one-handed, like, choice. fighting axe. And his hand kind of just, like, he, like, kind of cracks his knuckles. He doesn't draw it. He steps like he, away. He ponders it for a he's second. He's, like, ready. And he's, like, so. What do you, uh, some sort of elvish noble, uh, slumming it. <laughs> yeah, he'll say slumming Dilettante. it. He'll say slumming it, yeah. yeah. He'll say use some sort of uh, elvish noble slumming it. Hepa's like, yeah. Just a little. <laughs> do you want to make a charm check, Hepa? Yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> so what's the difficulty on this? Charm goes against cool, which I just announced he has cool. But not super presence. He does not have super presence. It's two reds. I have one advantage. All right, so you admit to it. <laughs> like, well, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Trick's not, but I am a little, yeah. I mean, sort of, yes. <laughs> Sorry about your beard. We can probably reattach it. Elves have some capabilities that humans may lack. I do have some medical skills. Braiding, for example. <laughs> and we uh, did spend some time with dwarves, which it looks like your your beard could perhaps compare to, uh, sir. Uh, he says, I ain't no dwarf. No, you're twice as tall, and it looks like four times as strong. But they do have impressive beards, I'm sure you would agree. I do have some medical skill if you're hurt. Maybe I thought we could literally reattach okay. the beard. So, Maybe that's more of the in, the injury. Right, so, so you you say that comment about if he's hurt, and then a voice behind you, Hepa, says, I think only his pride is hurt. We really got to pay more attention. <laughs> we're so bad at this. We don't ever. Well, that's not what we're good at. We're good at fighting, not at finding. <laughs> the fellow you are currently talking with says over Hepa's shoulder, like, I found the rascal. And the voice behind Hepa says, it's just a bird. So if you look over that way, you will see there is another mercenary. Again, not somebody that you have personally met before. You've only seen him across the way, frequently somewhere near this fellow, the beard. Uh, that fellow you have heard referred to as Knots. His hair is in twists, and um, the twists are all wrapped in. Hmm. So it's like a bunch of knots. It's just a matter of time before I'm just blondie. <laughs> and he's got dark black skin, and he is also in chain, but he's got um, two swords, one at each hip, and is a slighter build, kind of lanky. Are they a rapier of swords? They are not as flimsy as what Guafalin had. Okay. Um, but they are they are thinner, and his body language is all like relaxed amusement. 
compared to the beard over here, who is still like bristling a little bit. But he wouldn't be here if he didn't think there might be trouble. He's probably also at the ready. It's possible. He might be trying to de-escalate, but he's still ready. Yeah. You could make a perception check if you wanted to, like... I think Trick would like to try that. It's like, crap. get a read? He's not crap at perception, actually. Well... You know this is going against his cool, though. Yeah, and this guy definitely has cool. This guy has cool, and he has presence. So you're going up against two reds and a purple. That is one failure. You cannot get a read on him. He projects relaxed, and it is nighttime now, so maybe you, uh, your vision is not as acute as during the day. How about or trick? Do you wish to say or do something? I was going to offer Mr. Beard. It's just the beard. Beard, sure. We can reattach uh, what my bird took from you. I apologize, the bird got confused. It was looking for someone else with red hair. I don't know if you saw the one of the little uh, girls who was speaking with the mage earlier. It was going to maim her? Was that, was that his plan? No, but he does put up a... He is a surprisingly fierce companion, I will admit. As he evaded your axe, he got right up in your face. Be glad he's on our side. But if you like, we can try to reattach your beard to properly heal it together, mend it in the ways of the forest. You're proposing to do some sort of magical reattachment of the hair? Trick's proposing. He doesn't know if that's possible. Can you tell that there's hair missing? <laughs> this, this, this huge, crazy, yeah. bushy... You can't tell that anything's missing. It doesn't look like a piece of his cheek was ripped off. Oh, okay. you know, yeah. like there was no like skin attached. That was what she was offering. I mean, I don't. How I don't see where it came from. We can trim your beard for you, sir. You want to take even more of my beard away? Don't think of it as taking it away. Think of it as your beard as a sculpture. We want it to be as best as possible. There's a lot of pieces here and there. We cleaned those up a little bit. I'm sure Nazi would agree. What can we do to make this right? You want to make a negotiate roll? Oh, sure. That sounds like where we're going. <laughs> okay. Aha! The one skill they shouldn't have. Because Knotts actually has, like, a proposal. All right. That he thinks would be hilarious. He wants a lock of my hair? If he wants to speak up, then... So you're making your negotiate roll here. Yep. And I feel like you can get help from Hepa, because, you know, she's... Contributing to the conversation. Yeah, I think she's more just apologetic. Yeah, which is know, probably a good idea, too. Yeah. Hopefully Butterbell doesn't do anything to him, too. Oh, no. The difficulty of this is going to be three purples. Okay. Unfortunately, proper upbringing doesn't probably I'm help you in these sorts of things. Upgrading so. the difficulty. So there is a red involved. That is a failure with one advantage. Okay. The counterproposal is made that instead... You let them do your hair. How about we give you one of Mate's feathers? <laughs> you didn't succeed this negotiation check here. They were not asking to cut your hair. No, I understand. I understand. Trick is not particularly guarded about his hair, but I don't think that's the deal he wants to make. All right, well... Because they've not said how they're going to do it. You have an advantage here. You can uh, have some discussion. You know, I think this is just going to make a great story. Let's hope this is the most exciting thing that happens here. Like, are you really bothered about the beard, about the bird taking your beard, or are you more bothered that bird was able to get through and snatch it before you could get him, that you couldn't stop him? Which is perhaps an uncomfortable question to ask, but... That is an uncomfortable question to ask. Elves don't have beards, so we don't understand, of course. (laughs) 
So the problem is not just that the beard, which is what he's so proud of, but yes, obviously the bird got through his guard. And, and like Trick will say, like, and that's, look, he's flying through the air. No one is expecting threats to come from the sky, right? How many of the things attack you from the sky? Like a dragon? Generally not. And you're like, yeah, even then, nothing. So it's not a place you would think to look, right? Like an orc wouldn't be able to sneak up on you, right? Perhaps not an elf. Perhaps, maybe. I'd kind of like to see what they do with your <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> uh, so Trick is kind of trying to soothe him, uh, a little placate him. Are you offering your hair as a stand-in? Yes, she's fine with that. No, that's not, this was not your fault. <laughs> Trick will not let someone else she's suffer. She's curious place. to see what they're going to do. I mean, she's, she doesn't want them to cut it, but right, right. if they do, it'll grow back. They didn't mention anything about cutting. You couldn't do mine. Not says that yours looks too fine for what he had in mind. <laughs> I really want to know what it is now. Okay. You've said some things related to elves and such. And so the new counterproposal is that you demonstrate some of this elvish martial flair. That I think I can do. So essentially if you want to spar. Uh, or I can demonstrate renowned elvish archery. They want they to want spar. spar. They want if to you spar. don't want to spar, then you'll need another negotiate check to... All right. In this place. We doing this one at a time or two at once? They were not like looking to gang up on you. Right, right. So a compromise is reached in which you and the beard will fisticuffs. Go for fisticuffs. All right. <sighs> Crack the knuckles a little bit. Trick has a plan. All right. So it involves a whole lot of dissonance. Oh, interesting, interesting. Hepa, in my mind, you were kind of like sitting on some sort of log. And there's, like, a fire going as well. Yeah. Uh, so Knox just, like, sits down on the log next to you to, like, watch the show as well. Excellent. Did you have in mind with his hair? Knox tells you that Chick's hair looks wiry enough for a similar style to what he has. She will look at his hair? Yeah, so it's, it's twisted and wrapped around itself. Oh, but then she remembers her proper upbringing. I'm Hepalonia. Nice to meet you. He says he, he goes by Knox. No. Uh, shakes your hand politely, and uh, if there was popcorn, he'd be eating it while these two are like circling and like fisticuffs hanging. And have you seen a lot of elvish martial? He said martial arts. Is that what he said? Prowess or okay. skill or whatever. Uh, not says no. No offense, but they've you know done some actions against elves in the past. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I see. So he's like, no offense that he's... He has fought he's against fought elves. elves. Dad totally just like rolls past her and she's like, so what did you find to be... Did you find the styles to be different? I mean, you. I don't know if you want to replay it, but she's happy to chit-chat with him about these kinds of... Like, where's he from? What's, you know... He might rue the day he sat down next to her. He will answer your questions until they actually like get into it. And right. then like his focus is on watching it. So okay. he has time to say that elves take greater advantage of the cover provided by Woodlands, the most human companies that he's been part of. Interesting. I mean, I'll have to admit my first thought was to think about if we needed to shore up the defenses. All right. Are you guys going to do your fisticuffs with your armor on? Or is this kind of like, all right, shirts off, not naked shirts, but like, yeah. I mean, this guy has got a shield on his back and he's in chain. Yeah, it's probably, uh, actually, like Trick is just wearing like leathers. Right. So perhaps like the beard offers, like we could take our armor off for this. 
Well, that would involve you removing your jerkin. No, but Chip will say, it's fine. It's not going to not gonna make a difference. Okay. Then he's not going to take his chain off. That's totally fine. Okay. That's probably good, since we're supposed to be protecting them. One, it's good to be protecting each other. <laughs> and two, it's really not going to make a difference. Chip couldn't get through anyway, I bet. Because this guy's got at least three brawn. You've got the knuckle dusters now. I'm not going to use the knuckle dusters when I'm sparring. <laughs> I don't know. You have, like, your street fighting style. I do have a street fight style. I'm not going to use brass knuckles when I'm just sparring someone. Okay. How do you wish to do this? Do you want like actual combat rounds, or do you just want like a, a we skill just, check? We can just what? do back and forth a couple rounds, because Trick will take one honest swing. Okay. Uh, but then it's going to be some dissonance. Okay, so we are going to roll initiative then to see who gets it in the first hit. Yes. I okay. know what's happening. So Papa will say, I'll admit, I don't think this fighting style is typically taught to the scouts. I'm not sure where Trick learned. <laughs> Usually we're using a bow. Or a sword. Four. Three. All right. You get in the first hit. Uh, like I said, Trick will start with an honest brawl. Okay. It is red-purple because he does have adversary. Does he have any actual defense from his armor? Which is a lot of soak. Two soak, but no defense bonus. Yeah, so I will not get through on this hit, but that's fine. The goal is to generate some advantages for later. Okay. That is a success, but does not get through when I have a threat. So you did not get advantages. How much damage did you do? Three. So, yeah, it's, you know, that typical scene in the movie when, like, you, like, punch the person <laughs> and you just, like, hit their chest. And, like, he doesn't even stop it. He just lets you hit his chest. Actually, you, like, come for this, like, straight-on hit and, like, the beard is there. And it's the like, do you even, it. like, feel the chain mail or just the beard catch it? But there's a chink in his beard now. <laughs> Trick is actually, like, leaving his hand there. Not in shock, he is calm. Okay. But his hand is like still there as though as though he were in surprise. Okay. And you were going to take a strain from your threat? Yep. So you are feigning surprise, essentially. No, it is or He's not even feigning the trick is very calm, but his hand is still there, and this maybe this is odd, but Yeah. And the trick has a plan. But... It, it's combat and it's not six second rounds. So yeah. this could represent, you know, like several hits and some back and forth type stuff and yep. just once you do finally land a solid blow. It doesn't doesn't do much. All right, now he's coming back at you. He is unfortunately much stronger than you are. And I have no levels of adversary. He is doing eight damage. Eight damage? He rolled four successes. And he's got four brawn. He's got four brawn. Okay. And I was like, I have medical skills. Ah, but those are wounds. We might just be going straight for the healing. Uh, action. no. You can choose with when you're just punching. It can be straight. Yes. Well, that's worse for me. I'm sorry that that's worse for you, but he doesn't actually want to hurt you. Well, he does. He has one threat, though. You have second wind. I do have second wind. Yeah. Which I will use. So he will take strain, which for him is wounds. So my hand is still essentially in place. Yeah, and I think narratively what I'd like to say is he kind of did like a double ear clap. You elves have sensitive ears. Not as sensitive as you might think. Uh, and Trick will, he doesn't have a hold on anything, but he can, like, make some motions, and that's his, but his hand, against the, like, armor that he has. Like, you think you didn't feel anything, but you have been hit with one of the most vicious elvish martial arts moves ever created. A hand of death is too strong. Hand of discomfort. Uh, no, it's, he'll say, like, it's cleanse powerful blow, of course. Okay. You may wake up tomorrow and still see the bruise into next week. Okay. Uh, this is going to be dissonance. 
right. So this is the first time you're doing this, isn't it? So yes, it is not a spell. What does it do? Uh, I roll against an average. It's not opposed by him, but if you want to throw adversary, I understand. For every success, I can target an enemy in medium range who takes one wound. And for an advantage, I can make them take an additional wound. They suffer a wound? They suffer a wound. So okay. soak does not apply. So you're hoping for advantages. I have to, I mean, I have to succeed as well. But yes, I'm hoping for some advantages. Okay. Do you wish to use your story point? Yeah, I do. I will actually do this as verse. You can choose which one. That's what I needed. Success with two advantages. Yeah. So that's three wounds then? Uh, I don't think I can target the same person twice. I don't think that would be fair. Because it's intended as like an area. Oh, so in that way it's like skating tirade. Or yes. inspiring rhetoric. Yes, it is similar to this. For each advantage, one enemy affected by dissonance suffers one additional wound. Okay. Yeah, my reading of that is I cannot it's target someone ones, multiple yeah. times. Okay. Uh, but I can induce two wounds. And I'll recover a strain with that advantage. Okay. Um, I don't know how much back and forth you want to go. Or if he, like, he feels pain. Or, you know, I'll spend the advantage so, like, he does feel pain mm-hmm. at that, rather than doing that. And if we want to pause the, the sparring there. Or if he wants to knock me out, he can knock me out. Actually, I'm going to flip a story point here. And we're going to bring in another another character. Somebody who's like, you guys need to stop fighting? Yeah, probably. And what you hear is... Voices just appearing out of the dark, left and right tonight. You hear somebody say, This is not what I hired you all for. And Knotts, who is sitting next to Hepa, says, Oh, Rodri. We should have known they wouldn't like this. So it is the caravan manager, is what Rodri insists on being referred to. This is my first job. (laughs) Title-wise, manager. So, Rodri, you met at your kind of like interview for the position, and Rodri is uh, very much a like task oriented, by the like, book, logistical. Like, it was probably Rodri who like told you, like, that's not what logs are. There we go. Um, and, uh, I don't know if I think anyone a log is. <laughs> so, they step into the clearing, and they're a. Um, a light brown-skinned human with long, straight brown hair. And they wear, like, a very colorful array of... Not, like, fancy in the way that, like, Guaflin was fancy, but it's clear they're extremely well-traveled. And, like, their outfit is made up of components of, like, different corners of Wisnoth or whatever. So a kind of, like, a tight top jacket that, like, then, like, flares out wide, like, down to almost the ground and, like... Very impressive, nice-looking, like, knee-high boots. There's somebody who, like, style matters a lot, too. And they uh, they are now yelling at you all. So um, I think they're actually going to make a coercion check. Yeah, that's probably good. Rather than a leadership check in this circumstance. Oh, this is going to be what shuts down trick. And so... And it's hard because they're trying to coerce a group. And coercion is off of will, which is not their best. So they don't have... Tons of coercion, though, because they prefer to lead by, you know... With coins. (laughs) (laughs) So they don't have a ton of coercion, and they are up against you guys who are a group, and we've already established that some people here have quite a bit of discipline. (laughs) So you are benefiting from the beard and having a a good beard. Professionals. (laughs) Maybe they would like to do my hair (laughs) in return. Just a threat. Okay, 
So Rodri fails this coercion check with one threat. Trick is happy to interject. Go ahead, Trick. Ah, Caravan Manager Roderick, it's good to see you. Don't be alarmed. We're just practicing, readying ourselves for if any danger should occur, we are not on active watch duty. We thought this would still be a productive thing to do. Uh, You know, the best use of our time and your coin. Okay, that's deception. Yes, it is. And Roderick's vigilance is two reds. Did I hit on any sticking points with ours? Yes, you implied that this is good for what purpose you hire. Okay. For. Would you like to spend any points? Just because it would get you an extra die. I will spend an additional point okay. to give Rodri another die. Does the beard say or do anything, or perhaps not, or perhaps Eva, to add or detract from this? This is a deception check. Yes. Someone would have to catch on immediately. Right. I think it makes sense that it would be the beard. Who... Or not. Maybe. Seems clever. Or maybe not. Yeah, I mean, the beard seems to have control of their temper, so... Yeah, and is right there with you. I think it makes more sense for it to be the beard than for it to be, like, spectator not. And it's a good chance for him to clap me on the back a little too hard. <laughs> um, he only can give you a blue die, though, as you are more cunning than he is. That is okay. Yes, this is a success with one threat. You can take a strain, and we will say, yes, that the beard, like, claps you extra hard on the back. Which, to be fair, I deserve. And does say, um, that, yeah, he and Trick Manu haven't worked closely before. We need to learn, uh, this ghost hunter's, uh, you know, insights. I didn't know I rolled a triumph. This is great. You rolled that triumph earlier. Like, rumors about you having (laughs) a foot in the caravan. No, Trick is actually surprised. Whether or not... The beard believes those things about right. you or not? He's willing to like, redeploy it. But also to, like, add more words about, like, yes, we're competent individuals and such. Well, no, it's, let's not exaggerate. But yes, if we come upon a ghost, I've dealt with those before. Twice. In the same night. We know the story. <laughs> okay. As long as we're not attacked by bats. Yeah, bats are trouble. <laughs> Don't want to deal with bats. Alright, so at that point, like, Roger's like, alright, well... Like, keep it quiet, people are sleeping. Yeah, practice on that stealth fighting that I've heard elves are so good at. You wouldn't have heard if it was that good. <laughs> and then Roger heads off on their rounds to the next set of ne'er-do-wells who are disrupting resting caravan. It's always something. And you can roll to recover strain. Oh yeah, that's... Which I know you need to do. I mean... Presumably we will get a night's rest after this. Yeah, yeah. If you took actual wounds... Somebody did. I can Not heal. me! I can do medicine checks on those and I might be able to heal some strain. Since medicine checks usually have advantages for me, I might be able to help with that. But you'd have to be injured first. So the situation is diffused, and the beard is just like kind of like rubbing his sternum, sort of. like. <clears throat> you might want to get that checked out. I do apologize. No armor can stop an elvish strike. Something to be warned about. So he, like, strips off his chain mail and, like, kind of, like, pulls down his, like, blouse thing underneath the under tunic. And there's, like, this bruise, which in the firelight and stuff, like, given how, like, super pale he is, like, it looks, like, even worse. Like, it's blossoming. Yeah. And he's like, wow. You know, it didn't seem like it was going to be that bad at first. Your your clothes were super light. (laughs) Can I scoot close? I really want to see this, because it didn't look like he hit him that hard. You can certainly approach. I have some medical skill. May I? Uh, If you think you've got something. 
slab of uh, slab of meat should take care of this, right? Uh, Triple sure. restrained from saying, oh no, you need me to medical attention, you will die in four hours. He restrains himself. Because <laughs> Heppa with blood can be like, you're not going to die. Yep. I mean, it's it's just a bruise, so I have herbs that will probably yep. do that. So, yeah. Okay. You can make a, a medicine check on him. It's going to be one purple. Yeah, I'm a little bit confused about how... How Trick managed to land such a blow. I mean, maybe she will ask, like, is this common with the armor? The bruising? Because that's, like, the physics didn't look... But she doesn't... She's not a sparring person, so... The beard has stripped off his chainmail and actually... Knox is kind of like turned it inside out and is looking inside just to kind of like check the padding part like in the chest to just be like was there something wrong with this padding here? So he's just going to make a mechanics check to assess the armor. Because Heppa might be suspicious that you would have used magic to do it but she's probably not going to say anything. I think this is just an easy check. Interesting. NPCs what are you doing rolling failures with triumphs and advantages? Something peculiar about these elves. So he failed his mechanics check. He was inspecting the armor to see if it was damaged in some way. If he had succeeded the check, he would have known, like, no, there is nothing wrong with the armor. But he tr- did a triumph, so maybe he figures out there's something to improve the armor? I mean, that would definitely be a triumph for them. But I don't know if that will come and matter later. I mean, from Knox's perspective, using advantages and triumphs to, like, work a better working relationship with the other mercenaries... Right, like... Is, he could learn something about a trick. Yes. So I think he is inspecting the armor. He's not sure, like, he doesn't see anything, like, wrong with it, but he assumes you took advantage of some weakness in it that he's not picking out. And so he kind of asks... Does he, like, ask? He asks, are your strikes... Okay, he had a previous conversation with Hepper related to, like... Elf fighting versus human fighting and stuff. And Hemp admitted that this wasn't your fighting style is not what's taught. So right, but but Knots Knots is kind of like humans wear chain, elves don't. Is this a technique designed to like oh specifically somehow, to fight humans? Somehow take advantage of a weakness in like human armor. That he's got no kind of. So he says that Trick's response will be sometimes the chink can be found in a wink. <laughs> okay, and Knots goes. So you are some kind of listenable with all the casty-casty stuff. I did not do any magic in this fight. That's a lie. That is not a lie. It's oh. not a spell. Okay, it's not a spell, but is that not magic? It used verse. Do we want to have this debate? Well, I guess the better thing is from what is Trick's perspective. Uh, Trick will probably pose, like, what's the difference between magic and technique? Okay. Because, like... We're bending, like, the bardic rules, allowing you to use some of these things without music being involved. Right. Because you have, like, the sleight of hand and, like, the gift of the gab type stuff going. But in... You are supposed to have a musical instrument when you do this. Yes. Right, which would make it more clear that, yes, there was something inherently that is true. different about it. So I think, while Trick might say it's not magic, I think in the context of our game world, it is still operating on some of the principles of, okay. of what is bardic magic. But that's fine. Trick is not inclined to get into theoretical discussions with this yes. fellow. But it's clear that this fellow has a concept of elvish nobles as being magic users. Right. Which in makes some sense. Fashion, which is true. But not necessarily the only one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trick will advise him, like, you should take note, it is more than elvish nobles that do magic. The elves have mastered a wide variety of natural energies. Yeah, and he's kind of like, well, of course they've got, like... He, essentially, he's like, well, of course, like, 
all the Elvish women are, from his perspective. Every Elvish woman. Right. But he thinks that you are a man casting magic, which means you must be an Elvish noble. No, no, I'm a Manu casting magic. <laughs> Common misconception. On the other side of the campfire, Hepa is rolling a healing check on, yeah. on this bruise blooming across the beards. The beard is holding the beard out of the way. Okay. So I succeed with a threat and a triumph. How many six? Six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You uh, you take care of take care of all that injury there, and you have the triumph. Any other medical maladies this guy's got? I want to know what's going on with this guy medically. You would rather know about this guy's health than you would about the nature of the injury he sustained. Nature of the injury he sustained. Mm. Okay. You are you're examining that wound and you're treating it and stuff, so you can tell that it is not like a bruise caused by the impact of Trick with this fellow. So you do discern that Trick must have done something else. The nature of that, it seems you must be magical. Right. But it doesn't match any primal thing that you have any concept of. There's no like punch power that's taught in shaman school. She may have to think about it a bit to see if there's something there that there's a lot of spells she doesn't know, a lot of ma- different magic techniques that she doesn't know. So there may be some variation that he could have done. Even just like a, I guess not like whatever is brambles, like a conjurer or something. Like, I don't know exactly, like a rock inside or something like that could have been a natural thing. So what it can give her is the idea that Trick probably can do magic, which was always a question Mm -hmm. because of the half-human thing. So then you'd be like, Trick, did you wrench energy? No, there was no light. There was no light. Oh, right. It could be a human thing. I don't know how easy that is. You guys were fighting, like, in in firelight. Like, if there had been sparks or something, you would have seen it. Were were there sparks when um, he cast the fire besides the fire part? There's a little explosion of fireballs. There was not, like, separate light from the fireballs themselves, but you don't know what the fireballs are. The yeah, I haven't ever seen any other magic. And apparently Catchin did stuff that we never saw he never succeeded at, so I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, Catchin, Catchin failed a whole lot of magic. Yeah, he didn't graduate. <laughs> he was expelled. No, he flunked. He flunked out. So you were able to, like, put a poultice on it and, like, you know, let it sit and soak and it'll be fine yeah we'll just probably just put this paste on it and, and it'll be okay in the morning right that's all good and um yeah so you guys have i would say have made friends with another set of mercenaries yeah very experienced mercenaries who are on this trip and although the beard is far more gruff and knots is extremely friendly like there's no enmity between we got this far. We had a good time. And we both got chastised by the caravan manager. So now we're on the which, same side. Which makes Rodri the, the bad person Yeah. There. That's their job. They yeah. they go around being the bad guy. They provide a focus for yeah. everybody else. And like makes the team form. Okay. So that night, you guys quiet down. And everybody goes back to their own bedrolls and yeah. things like that after getting yelled at and, and punched. And yeah, that guy could throw a punch. Seriously, you're not injured. No. Are you injured? No, no. He throws a good punch, though. You feel it. But he wasn't trying to break your bones. You know. You know the difference between strain and wound damage. Yeah. You suspect he could have broken some bones if he wanted to. He got a good hit in. I mean, I stayed right in his zone, so he could get a good hit in. Trick will tell himself. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you do with that punch? I just uh, hit him a little harder than he thought I hit him. I think you did magic. You... I don't think that's magic. Did, you did magic. No. no you, did you know a spell already? What? No. 
I forget, have HEPA and TRIC talked about the nature of first at all? No, never. No, okay. No. So she, I mean, she doesn't know about that. Yeah, okay. Did you use any of the Fey energy? What? No, I, I don't do that. I can barely, today was the first day I ever doused. <laughs> I think you did. I think you did something magic. I wonder if it's the human side or the elvish side. This is probably not great for you because now there's like... So many questions. Yeah, I mean, she has a lot of questions about can humans use fey energy? Can elves do arcane magic? But now you could maybe do either. Look, I, I don't... I don't think you... No. no, no, no. It can't be magic, okay? I just don't think the physics support the level of bruising I saw. Look, sometimes, you know, people misread. It doesn't feel like that bad of a hit, but it was a little worse than I thought. Sometimes, and he's got his hands up, you look through, and you can see a pixie dragon. But only sometimes. I have a question. Yes. Are you trying to misdirect Heffa? Or is Trick... He's trying to rationalize to himself. It's like, it's not really okay. magic, is it? You're trying to lie to yourself, not to Heffa. A little bit. Okay. My working theory is that there was some sort of... I think it might be Faye, but I don't know. Isn't, isn't our magic... I guess he would say that in terms of like elvish magic. Doesn't that produce, like, a green shimmer? No. No. All right, never mind. Plus, he was wearing metal. I couldn't have worked through that, right? No. All right. Do I know that? Because we can do some experiments. Like, could you make a rock through there? But then it would have to disappear really quickly, and I don't think that's how that would work. But it was a pretty big thing. I mean, it doesn't match anything that I know of, but there are a lot of things I don't know. But Things I don't know, too. But it, or you could have tapped into some of the arcane magic. I don't think so. I don't think it was magic. Like magic, magic is like what you and Tomas do. Like there's things moving. There's explosions well, of but, light. But water dowsing is still a similar thing. I don't know that water dowsing is magic. I I don't I, know that it's not. I think you're just tapping into the same energies. Think... It's just a different. I think when humans have to do magic, when they try to do magic, they have to really work at something that's unnatural. But I think yeah, this was definitely else. not that. I have a question. Yes. Why is it so important to trick that it isn't magic? It's not that it's important. It's like that's a like almost a scary thing. Okay. Like because he has never really dealt with magic, and magic can do lots of arbitrary things and like does some dead things. Pretty like magic you don't understand. Right. You're forbidden not. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't and have like, a friend. And like, why or... isn't this just a well-known form of magic if it is? Answer, because you get burned as a witch for causing too much trouble, but... You don't get burned trick... as a witch, you get burned as a troublemaker. Well, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, or, you know, you get exiled from your dwarvish uh, dwarves. Okay, but I think it, it wasn't... No, I didn't coerce anything. But you just tell someone a story. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you tell yourself a story. Sometimes you tell someone else a story. And sometimes, just sometimes, they believe it. And sometimes, that makes it happen. The rocks! What? The valuable rocks! Yes. I don't think Slater was really that big of an idiot, but he saw glittering gold. I don't know. Kippa's like, I think we'll have to think on this. Like, how can that be magic? Alright, let me ask you a question, Eppa. What does doing magic feel like? Do you mean primal or the runic magic? Yes. Okay, so she's happy to talk about... Chick takes a big drink of water. How that feels different. Turns over on his his bedroll. Best sleep I've ever had. <laughs> mm. But 
I'm sure you could cast the rune, at least some of it. So I'm sure she can talk along about her theory of yeah. it. And probably as she talks, she might refine her theory of what you're doing. I will mention at this point that Hepa's theories include that there are multiple things that create effects in the real world that are all labeled as magic but have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. So the, the question would be, does it follow some of the same... Principles? Yeah, principles. So, for example, would a staff help? Direct it. Like dousing, you have an implement that helps. And it, it's not... And, like, Trig is actively fiddling with this. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. crap, I have an implement You're right like, now. I don't know if that... <laughs> Willow. Maybe. Willow object. <laughs> Maybe. And how do we describe taking, like, the strain of magic when you cast magic? I mean, it's taxing to yeah, do. It's, it's stressful. You're, I mean, directing it, energy and it costs energy. There's you're lying to someone, they might catch on. There's definitely some energy that goes into it. So I'm trying to think of all the different things that would bind the different things they call magic. Although there's some alchemical stuff that I'm sure doesn't follow the same principles. Trick well add that he's talked with Glamour about this a little bit. Uh huh. What did they say? They're not a magical theorist like mm-hmm. you are. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Do tell. Do tell, yes. <laughs> but I think they're definitely on the side that, yes, there are implements, they would say instruments, that uh, assist one's abilities to make others believe things. I don't know, but, like, you would think someone would know about this if this were a thing. Well, Glamour knew about this. They could have just been making stuff up. They do that all the time. I do that all the time. They claim that's all it actually is. Like you make stuff up, but then stuff is real. Glimmer did say that there was power in their words. Yes. Maybe we just haven't heard of it yet. You want to know where the Bardic College is? That's the problem? Yes. The Society of Shadow is really just a bunch of bards. <laughs> they, or they may teach it in Alduin. We just haven't met anybody that specializes in it. I'm trying to think it's a trick. I don't think he's asked Katchen about anything like this. You didn't talk to Katchen about verse-related stuff, no? I don't know. But it's also something that can get you in trouble, because it's not obvious... And it's often easy to misuse, I think. You think it's forbidden? I think swindling people is generally regarded as forbidden. <laughs> but telling a story... Telling a story, okay. Telling a story to take all of someone's money, not okay. But you caught a thief. Yes. But it's uh, something you need to be cautious of if people start asking questions. And I think because nobody understands it, maybe it makes people uncomfortable. And maybe it's just stories. Maybe stories are just more powerful than we thought. There are experiments we could do. It's not the kind of thing that you experiment and measure. Right, that right, right. Let me think about it. <laughs> so there'll probably be some stuff like that on her map. When she <laughs> some jots, some ideas when she does her map for the night. Cool. been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time.
This is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.